Warning, this podcast includes cursing, mentions of abusive relationships, prostitution, suicide, heaven, hell, and violence. Please trade with caution and take breaks if need be. Music and audio from Hasbin Hotel, Hell of a Boss, Holidays, and Bad Luck Jack are all owned by Vivian Medrano and Spindle Horse Animation. Please support her on YouTube at Vizipop in the upcoming A24 release. Alistair's Game, the instrumental version, is owned by The Living Tombstone. Please support him on YouTube and Spotify at The Living Tombstone. Thank you. Hello all, and welcome to The Rainbow Room, where we look and discuss queer representation. This is Samantha, sometimes Samuel, but please call me Sam, your local depressed optimist and friendly neighborhood queer. So guys, gals, and non-binary pals, today is our first, and hopefully only, podcast episode. So what's on our minds today? What's tickling our fancy? Let's talk about queer representation in horror comedy. In animation. Well, this has been done to death on YouTube, and our dear, dear beloved senpais at Dead Meat have touched on the subject. Let's explore ourselves on, for the sake of time, YouTube series by Vivienne Medrano, known as Vivzipop. We shall be calling her by her shorthand, Viv. So, very quick, what is queer? It's an umbrella term used for us in the LGBT community. We have lesbian, gay, bisexual and pansexual, transgender, asexual, aromantic, gender fluid, gender queer, demisexual, demiromantic, non-binary, and queer self. For example, I myself identify as queer, since I was raised gender neutral and have a crush on everyone from Gal Gadot and Hideo Kojima to Pyramid Head and Slenderman. I find it easier under my umbrella. However, representation for queer folk has always been... not so good. From the burying your gay tropes, to the butch soldier girl being a lesbian, to bisexuals being very promiscuous, and every gay stereotype being tacked on characters for the sake of humor. We see things have changed. A lot. In this day and age, we have equal marriage and adoption. The world has more of an open mind and queer communities are easier to find and more open, creating positive spaces and even more media like films, book series, story-driven podcasts, and animation. And animation has always been a passion of mine. I can't draw for pixie sticks, but I can see details and love in animation. And I can count frame rates. So let's take a look at our first topic and introduce a fun channel filled with bright colors, amazing musical numbers, and all the blood and hellfire chaotic neutral like I could want. As mentioned before, Hasbin Hotel was created by Vivian Medrano, a fellow bisexual, with her crew of varying sexualities and genders. If you wonder why I'm mentioning this, please stay tuned. She had a GoFundMe for a series about the sunshiny daughter of Lucifer trying to create a safe space for demons in hell to gain redemption and ascend to heaven. 
She'd eventually make a pilot for the project along with a spin-off called Hell of a Boss, a series about contracted killer imps running a business by going into the human world and killing targets picked by other demons. Viv and her crew would then make another short animation called Holidays, about a spirit of Halloween befriending and falling in love with the spirit of Christmas. And lastly, she would adapt her old webcomic Zoophobia into a short that I am still throwing pennies at, about a human school counselor reassigned in a world of anthropomorphic, demonic, and talking animals, despite her having, well, zoophobia. Crazy stuff, right? I know all the details and characters and have no life. So let's discuss. Hasbin Hotel has a slew of queer rep. We have from the main cast Charlie, a demon princess born in hell who is bright, happy, and empathetic despite being born in the worst place ever. She is in a committed and supportive relationship with her girlfriend, Baggy. Then there's Angel Dust, a spider demon who works as an adult film star who is gay. Alistair, one of the most powerful demon overlords of hell, is asexual and aromantic. Husk, a cat demon with an addiction to gambling and cheap booze, is pansexual. And Nifty, the childlike cyclops demon, is our token straight. As secondary characters like Goofy antagonist Serpentis, with his struggling bisexuality, and Baxter, a demon who has female anglerfish traits but identifies as male. You can see we have most of the flag. She then released a second pilot in the same world as has been, called Hell of a Boss. In this animated series we have Blitz, who runs a business where he and his colleagues can be hired to go to Earth and assassinate the living. Blitz is pansexual and has a one-sided affair with Solus an overlord of hell, and a frequent customer. Meanwhile, his co-workers are a married pair, Moxie, a bisexual imp, and his wife Millie, also an imp. A refreshing look is that Blitz makes fun of Moxie for being married, despite him loving Millie like a sister. Joking more about being boring than picking a side as many bisexuals tend to have to deal with. Viv and Co. then released a non-dialogue musical short called Holidays where Spirit of Halloween and Jack-o'-lantern, Jangle, grows tired of Halloween, much like how Jack from Nightmare for Christmas did. Jangle then meets Jingle, an androgynous reindeer fairy who acts as the spirit of Christmas. They then become friends and later enter a romantic relationship. Since Jingle's character is left ambiguous, many have called them non-binary, even adding that Jangle is not male-presenting either. So with that in mind, Jingle and Jangle Oh, I just got that. Our first non-binary couple in animation. Great job, Viv. Have a cookie. And as of this month, she released another short episode called Bad Luck Jack, based on her Zoophobia comic. The comic itself has a lot of queer representation, including moving on from a toxic relationship. However, in the short, she only has your standard closeted bully jock and the nerd he has a crush on. We'll get there. Don't don't worry guys, we'll get there. Give it a rest, Ruben. You're acting like a brute. Hey, you stay out of this! And don't call me that! What? Your name, Ruben? Just that! I hate that name! No, it's your real name. It sounds like an old person's name, and I'm very clearly young. They've really got some tension there, huh? But as fun and well received as the pilots and shorts were, there was still controversy. And oddly, not from the queer community. If you live on Tumblr like I do, you see... opinions. 
most of them baseless from viewers who weren't familiar with the project and its lore and, oddly, and I quote, allies of the queer community, but not quite members themselves. Our characters are in hell, and unless you didn't have my sucky Spanish teacher from middle school, you wouldn't understand the issue. A lot of us were told, no matter how hard we worked or how kind and giving we were, if you were gay, it was a straight shot downstairs. And considering our hellbound characters are in fact all under this umbrella, and downstairs, it made new viewers believe that they were in hell because they were gay. On top of that, Angel Dust was not only an adult film star, but a drug addict who was and still is occasionally prostituted by his agent and abusive lover, Valentino. This caused criticism for a gay mouse character being a stereotypical rent boy, addicted to drugs and sex. Then we have Alistair, who is very intimidating and threatening to get his way, displaying a cold otherness to him that many asexuals and aromatics have been subject to, as many see arrow-ace folk as unfeeling robots since they don't want to have sex or find romantic partners. And I'm not gonna let you hurt anyone here, you pompous, cheesy talk show shitlord! Dear, if I wanted to hurt anyone here, I would have done so already. Now, I'm here because I want to help! In Hell of a Boss, there is a scene where Blitz is sneaking out of a room after stealing from Stolas and falling off the balcony into a garden party, splattering tea and cake all over the guest, including Stolas's wife who gets an eyeful of our little imp sprawled naked on her plate. He then shamelessly shouts to her in front of all her guests that he had sex with her husband, which critics saw as a closeted gay husband having a gay affair with a younger sugar baby and bisexuals being very promiscuous, because there is a constant power struggle in the universe from overlords to shopping for bread. But they end up in hell based on their earthly actions. Vivienne explained that heaven and hell have queer characters in her universe, and that they act aggressive and menacing in hell, but I think they're good. Let's get this out of the way. People are problematic. Scientists said so, the Bible said so, Mama said so. Look, I don't judge the boring couple stuff you do outside work hours, so don't judge me. Oh, I do judge you, sir. Quite a lot, actually. Mox, he's our bo- So considering people have turned into demons who get way more problematic in hell and don't care anymore, makes sense if you know the background like many of us who first helped fund the project seven years ago. What the characters did as humans along with the sides not shown the pilot. Angel Dust was part of a mafia family and killed lots of people but was forced into prostitution by his father, and is currently experiencing PTSD from the abuse both when he was alive and his current term in hell. Alistair was a serial killer who was torn apart by dogs. That is all. Baxter was a mad doctor who experimented on people to rise above abusive colleagues. And a running theory is that Vaggy committed suicide or is a fallen angel. Solus is a loving father and admits he wants Blitz rather than a loveless political marriage to his wife. But however, he is shown to want to kill politicians on Earth like he did when he was topside. Blitz is a lonely and self-centered creature who was part of a circus family before and after he died. And both Moxie and Millie were murderers before death, no matter how cute they look together right now. 
Sexuality doesn't matter when it comes to this universe. If anything, it's only open and seem more like eye color than an actual sin. And Viv makes sure everyone is represented in her shows, no matter what the plot or the premise. While Hasbin Hotel does in fact have queer rep, a lot of the LGBT community actually stands behind it, with many saying that they're glad to see sexuality being shrugged off like it's a normal thing. While the characters are violent, they aren't violent because of their sexuality. Once again, most of this takes place in hell. The only exception would be Holidays, which in all honesty is just adorable and we always wanted it and we're not giving it back, it's ours now. The representation being treated as a normal part of the world despite the occasional snide remark are pretty good. These shows are funny, bloody, and downright amazing that scream the hot topic queer most of us were in high school. And finally, we have a horror-adjacent show that doesn't kill off or make fun of the LGBT community, but rather runs with the jokes and fun from the perspective of fellow depressed optimists looking for some dark humor and fun times. Made by queer people, about queer people, for queer people, this channel and these series have our full support. The Rainbow Room is an independent podcast created by Sam Trevino, a demonic fox plush, and a possessed Teddy Ruxpin, and distributed by Anchor. Today's episode was written and performed by Sam Trevino. The Rainbow Room is funded by whatever change I can find under the couch and whatever my left kidney is worth. Please support your local queer community by telling them you're proud of them, voting, and being a genuinely nice human being. Stay sweet, y'all.